Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 11 of How We Human podcast. This is the February 2018 episode, and we've got Marcus Maddox, an incredible music and fashion photographer from the Nashville, Tennessee area, joining me on the show for a super insightful conversation. I hope you'll stick around and check it out. Before we get started, just a quick heads up, I'm doing this interview solo but we've got a really great conversation ahead and I'm very excited for you to hear it. Marcus Maddox is a fashion and music photographer from Nashville, Tennessee. Expressing emotions through color and composition is Marcus's intent. Inspired by minimalism and lo-fi music, Marcus strives to create imagery that makes every viewer feel like they are in a dream. Marcus is shot for selected clients and publications such as Nylon Magazine, Aware Magazine, Wilder, Nashville Scene, Native Magazine, as well as some very high-profile bands such as Paramore and Half Noise. So with all that being said, we're super excited to talk to Marcus about his eye for photography and his new project, a photography book entitled Pom Poms. As Marcus will go on to tell you, Pom Poms is unique and original and that he turns the camera away from the bands at shows in the Nashville DIY underground music scene and instead focuses on the concert goers themselves. Without any further ado, here's my conversation with Marcus Maddox. You're listening to the How We Human podcast with your hosts, Evan Kidd and Tony Durban. Thanks for being with us today, Marcus. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I checked out some of your work and, you know, definitely a lot of really cool stuff going on that we'll get to in the show. Um, and then also today's topic we're going to be talking about uh, is going to be escapism and art and kind of what that means as an artist and what people go through to get to that point. But before we get started, man, we definitely love to hear a little bit about your background, kind of where'd you come from? How'd you get into photo? Kind of what's your background? I grew up in East Nashville and I uh, became a photographer when I was in college at MTSU. That was about 2016. Um, and I've always been like really interested in art uh, and music. And um, photography was something that was important to me because it was a way for me to fit in with my um, musician friends. Um, they would all play guitar while we'd hang out and uh, I would just watch, so I figured the the most useful I could, you know, the, the way I could apply myself uh, the most was to take pictures of them. So, like the the way the way musicians express themselves with sound, that's the way I like to go about expressing myself visually. I consider uh, the book that I've published as an album of sorts. Um, and so I, I really like to like make that connection. And for those unaware, the book Marcus is talking about is titled Pom Poms. My inspiration behind the book, uh, there, there was a lot of different inspiring elements uh, that I took into account in the process of making the book. Um, Nan Golden was an artist that I was really inspired by. She has a book called The Ballad of Sexual Dependency. Um, and it's a photo book that documents her friendships and relationships uh, in New York City in the 80s. Um, and I was really inspired by the aesthetic of that because it had a, a real like snapshot aesthetic. My book, Pom Poms, is about uh, documenting concert goers. So it's uh, a lot of pictures of people in basements, at shows, um, at dark music venues. So uh, direct flash photography 
was a way for me to bring these people into the light um, in a sort of like paparazzi romantic kind of way. People with bow cuts and leather jackets and um, just like young people performing in, in like gritty rundown venues. That's um, the most fun place to shoot because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like house shows and where people just throw up mattresses and like, yeah, do their thing. That's uh, that's always fun because it's unpredictable, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like there's like a lot of beauty in these shows, in these like underground gritty scenarios. And I just wanted to bring that beauty out into the light. Um, I've been reading a lot about romanticism, and I feel like it it really correlates with the ideas uh, supporting pom-poms. Yeah, and I can see that a lot in the photos that are up online. And I, you know, I'd love to buy a copy of your book, man, because it definitely looks really cool. Um, so let's talk about Nashville a little bit, because I know Nashville definitely seems really tied in, obviously, into the music scene that the photo book takes place in. Um, and it definitely also seems pretty tied into your identity as well as an artist. Um, I, I'd say it's probably the most necessary ingredient in your photo book, just again, because of the location. Um, but I know like as a trend, many artists are definitely going local these days. And I think that's kind of important because, you know, in today's age of like global social media, everyone's trying to, you know, really reach out everywhere and anywhere but sometimes you do have to say okay where am i at right now how can i build you know a base following here and also you know create work here that matters in my community because you know it's kind of like the old saying if you can make it home then you can take whatever you got out you know grander and bigger um and i guess also tying nashville into you know today's theme of kind of romanticism and escapism and art um you know it's definitely a place that i think not a lot of people know about that has this really diy kind of punk rock punk music uh scene but it's got a ton of different music i've I've got friends that live in nashville and uh you know i hear about it all the time and you know it's it's not just all honky tonk and oh yeah blah 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 yeah yeah nashville i think one of the appeals of the photo book is just the fact that i'm showing a side of nashville that not a lot of people would expect to see um you know people on the outside looking in they think that nashville is all about country music Um, But I wanted to show all the young people in Nashville that are into dream pop music, punk music, you know, indie rock, um, all these like alternative genres that people wouldn't see as like an as an inspiration in in Nashville or in the South in general. Um, So I feel like it's cool to see the progressive and indie side of a city that's like dominated by um, cowboy boots and like frat boys and honky tonk um, stuff like that. Um, so I, I think it's important because it, it's scarce, you know. Um, I don't have like a studio or anything where I take professional photos, I usually go on location in Nashville, uh, just around town to do press photos for bands and stuff like that. Um, but for, for pom-poms in particular, I guess you could consider my creative space, those shows, because I, I would, I would go out like six nights a week to shows, um, to take pictures of bands and just like the people hanging out there. So I felt like going out at night was my way of getting out and, 
and escaping like the the nine to five you know daily work of Nashville um just like you know day job life um my way of escaping that was going to shows and taking pictures of my friends hanging out And you've shot, you know, all kinds of artists, you know, I know you've shot like pretty big bands like Paramore too. So kind of, can you explain like how you, you know, juggle that, whether it's like a local band or a big band like that, kind of like how you get those gigs and maybe um, like, do you edit any differently or is it just sort of like a shot as a shot and you're there to get the best possible one? Oh uh, yeah. With Paramore. Um, so I'm, I'm friends with those people uh, in that band and we're, we're inspired by each other and um, it's not just like purely a business relationship um, I uh, I don't really shoot pictures at their show any differently or edit their photos any differently um, than like local stuff that I do uh, like smaller DIY stuff I kind of all edit the photos I, I edit all the photos in a similar fashion uh, because it's just my style and it, it's what I want to put out there. Um, and yeah, with Paramore, you know, I approach their shows just like I would a DIY show. You know, I, I try to use my flash. I try to bring the colors out to make them pop. Um, I also try to, you know, add just the right amount of grain uh, to, to have a vintage sort of warm kind of aesthetic. Because um, I'm really inspired by nostalgia. Um, and I think that they uh, appreciate that I have my own unique style um, and that I'm not just like every photographer shooting like super crisp HD photos of the performance. I like to get emotion out of the image and like sort of generate a feeling. So I, I'm a music photographer and when I first started, a lot of music photographers their work is the same you know they take pictures of the person performing on stage and and that's it they take a clear HD photo of who's performing and then that musician will like share it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever but I changed my approach later on uh, and applied elements of escapism by turning my camera away from the musician and pointing it towards the crowd and escaping those conventions of taking pictures of just the performance to represent the show. I took pictures of the crowd and like the relationships that I saw and the emotions that I observed in the crowd to escape from the conventions of regular music photography and like regular concerts. So I wanted to create, with my book, I wanted to create a really lo-fi dream pop-esque world where people are like wearing dirty converses and they have on sequin, dre sequin dresses and fur coats and everybody's faces are illuminated brightly. Um, it's, it's all, it's inventing a world. That's, that's basically what it is to express your own feelings. And would you say it's fair to also sort of categorize it, I guess philosophically, is like, each artist the escapism also isn't so much an escape from their reality but escape into their reality maybe providing that doorway to someone else because i kind of see you know when i look at your photos it's not how i would see a photo 
but it gives me a glimpse through your eyes. And I think that's what's kind of powerful about it is, you know, to provide a context or, you know, a lens, if you will, that might not be there if it weren't for the artist kind of providing that form of escapism. So I think it can kind of be uh, multi-purposed in that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, that's a fantastic point because um, I've always felt like my photos were... Um, a sort of um, blueprint of my own feelings. I'll just throw in, um, I mean, the concept of being around the crowd. I mean, that's something that like we've all been to shows, you know, you see everyone around you, but you kind of forget they're there after a while and you're so focused on, you know, the performer. Certain bands are kind of different. Um, you know, I've been to show, I mean, Paramore is a good example. I was up in New York shooting something in October and I happened to be there while they were performing. I went to that show and, you know, their stage setup was really cool. And like, it was, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of theirs for a little bit. Um, but like the community within that band is really tight. Yeah. And so like the people at the show are sort of this like other element that you get in addition to the artist. And so I kind of caught some of that with your work because you know i'm a drummer but i haven't played really in a band formally but you know my thing is like it was sort of similar like i never had my drum kit with me in college when i was coming up i really missed the music scene and so i like made a documentary about all these artists in greenville just to be around music because i missed it and like in north carolina and so like that's how like weird things like that happen um but anyway to make that tangent it's interesting what art can do you know, again, not just so much about the the band or the filmmaker or the photographer, but also, you know, the broader community and kind of how you tap into that um, based on, you know, what your need is. Because I'm sure in Nashville, there's a community that you can't find anywhere else. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a community of like young people and DIY artists that that are overlooked in Nashville in favor of like big singer songwriters and country artists. We used to have this music festival called Freakin' Weekend, and it took place over one weekend in March. Uh, So it was a three-day music festival. And the first time that I went to that festival was in March 2015. And that was sort of like my entrance into the DIY music scene because I had never seen any of those people like that before. Um, And it it took place in this broken down car garage uh, somewhere in East Nashville, it was raining. It was super muddy. Uh, people were dressed super stylishly. Uh, there was bands that were playing psychedelic music, um, but I had just never been in a community where people, like, where a bunch of like-minded people were together. Um, so this is the first show that I went to, and when I showed up, I couldn't believe, like where I was at like everybody had their own style they were selling cassette tapes and vinyl and buttons um you know they were selling art uh there was bands playing cool music that I hadn't heard before um and that was the moment that I really like fell in love with the with the music scene and it wasn't just like the important thing that I want you to take away from that story is just that it wasn't the bands that I was focused on really 
it was showing up at this broken down car garage and being surrounded by all these cool people. It wasn't just the music that I heard. It was mainly yeah. the people that I saw. And, and it's that sense of community, I feel, because like literally, man, what you're describing is exactly what we had this uh, local music scene in Greenville, North Carolina, and it was called Spaz Fest. And they did it at this like burnt down broken down warehouse yeah. and like the cops would get called all the time because like someone picked the lock to get in there and like you know it was like a safety hazard for that many people and bands to play but like when you were there you know you just felt like you were in another world but you also felt yeah like you were home yeah like you know and it was it was this really interesting experience that like i'll never get back again because it doesn't exist anymore but it was like super diy and like the festival has come up since and like turned into a more formal festival awesome. where, you know, they have like permits. And so like they've grown up. Right. But I think it's important to have those roots because that's where communities are built. And that's how like, you know, movements start and bands come out and people make, you know, art that matters is because, you know, they're like, hey, we we thought this was a dumb idea. But then like three or four of y'all saw it and we're like, oh, that's cool. So yeah. you supported us and we made it, you know, and I think that's super crucial because like we talk about this all the time on the show. But like artists, um, they need each other and like they need people right. because it, it's difficult. It's not easy to be an artist like no one you know brags like oh yeah it's so easy like it's it's kind of hard like even if you know you've come up and got all the accolades in the world like you got to find that inspiration from somewhere with pom-poms i had loads of visual inspiration and like musical inspiration for the style of the book but the the absolute most important thing for me about the project is the message that I have behind the book uh, to su to support those those uh, the aesthetics of it, and the message is uh, is this in in um, in simple terms. The message is uh, basically the crowd is more important than the musician, um, and sometimes when you go to a show, you can find more magical moments in the crowd than on stage. Um, and it's about the relationships and emotions that you see off stage as opposed to the performances that you see on stage. And it's those emotional complexities that you can observe off stage between your friends and yourself um, that can make a show magical um, and memorable. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's the message behind the book. Um, and you said that that festival was in North Carolina? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like if I were to make different volumes of pom-poms, I would want to go to different music scenes in different cities. Oh, for sure. I would try my best to capture festivals like that, like the one that you experienced yeah. uh, before, before it's gone because stuff like that never yeah. comes back it's really interesting um after the show i made a very long time ago lo-fi documentary about it i'll send it to you um cool. but like it, it's changed but it's also the same like and that's like what you were saying it's like yeah you have to start from somewhere with those types of like music fests oh yeah um, and it's important too because like when we get older and move on to completely different things um you know, it's impossible to go back to the way it was exactly. Um, 
you know, I've had moments uh, in my own music scene, uh, you know, at the time I thought that I'd be, be able to relive, relive some of those moments in a way. But, you know, some of that stuff, some of the things that would happen in venues when I was in college, I haven't seen anything like those moments since. And it's important to appreciate the the fleeing nature of life. And, you know, a lot of stuff only happens once and you just got to capture it and harness it. Um, so that, you know, you can look back on it and, and truly appreciate it for, for what it is. Yeah, it can, it can be pretty difficult as a black artist in a music scene that's mostly white. Um, just because there's not a lot of us here in the indie rock scene. There's not a lot of black guys at shows. Um, there's not a lot of black people in general at these music venues that hang out, um, unless it's like an electronic or like hip hop show. And I love hip hop, by the way. I, I really appreciate um, rap and hip hop. We do have our like means of expression. Um, just, I mean, it's, it's difficult, but it I, I make it work. What y'all have in Nashville, like, it definitely sort of reminds me a little bit of kind of like where I'm based in like Raleigh-Durham area, North Carolina, because there's like a lot of people who within the city are definitely progressive, but it's in this like, you know, red state. And so you have like preconceived notions that are going to come along with that. Um, and like to us, like whether it's Nashville or whether it's like anywhere else, it seems like it kind of wants to be its own thing. And it's like, you know, not trying to be like Brooklyn. It's not trying to be Los Angeles. Like it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, do you see that almost as a, a form of escapism or do you sort of like see it is trying to just be what it is? The, the music scene in Nashville, it's definitely not trying to be like anywhere else. Um, and I feel like one of the, the dynamics of the book that uh is interesting to people is just the fact that it's not new york like people people think that you can only find you know indie people like that in new york or los angeles or just like just, just like hip people in general with style and progressive views people feel like they can only find that if they flock off to new york uh, and it's just not true you can find it in nashville you can find it in birmingham alabama you would think that you would only find that in europe or in new york or los angeles but it totally exists in in southern states it just it's just overlooked could sum it up for you why do you think that uh your photos um could what do you think they could do in 2018 and you know maybe future goals that you have for uh you know you mentioned possibility of a pom-poms volume two yeah for 2018 my biggest goal is to move to a different city and make pom-poms volume two or at least start making pom-poms volume two um i don't really see myself um really completing the book uh in 2018 
but I definitely want to start shooting for the book in 2018 um, and just continue that idea of romanticizing a gritty underground music scene and I want to take that to a new city with new characters um, and just be devoted to an idea. I feel like uh, those emotions uh, can represent the music more than the performance. Um, uh, for example, uh, seeing a couple embrace at a turnover show uh, or at a half noise show, that can be uh, more beautiful and more uh, romantic to see instead of just the people singing at the to show. Kind of, yeah, wrap things up. I guess, like, what you said at the beginning of the show is kind of what I think about is a great way to close the end. And you kind of mentioned when you first got into the music photography that, you know, you wanted to differentiate yourself from the kind of, you know, HD Instagram ready photographers that were just shooting shows and trying to get a bunch of likes, you know, because it was a pretty shot. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with a pretty shot. You know, aesthetically, that's pretty for a reason. Um, right. But it does take... Right. a little something extra whether it's time or editing or you know planning and prep to kind of capture something that pushes the value a little further of a photo or of a moment and so i just think that's yeah that's a, probably a great way to sort of leave it just because i think that's what's important oh yeah yeah for sure and uh I'm, I'm glad that there's like more and more people starting to understand that in this age of instagram it's uh it says a lot about somebody uh, if they like put the actually put a lot of time into something um, and um, I just want to be a patient and like expressive artist um, instead of someone who just posts something on Instagram and then forgets about it later I think art sort <laughs> of functions in a historical context as well and I think that's what's really fascinating about it is because you know you take a picture now It'll say one thing, but you look at that picture 30 years from now, I guarantee you, you will not see it the same way, no matter who you are. And I think that's what's cool, you know, and I think that's what's special about the process. Um, yeah, man. Well, thanks for being on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for being on our show. We appreciate it. And uh, we definitely look forward to seeing what you do in the future, man. Where can people keep up uh, with your works and stuff? Are you on like Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff? Yeah, my Instagram handle is Marcus.XOXO. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook right now. Um, so they can find me on Instagram. They can look at my work on my website. Um, which is marcusmaddox.co um, and yeah that, that's that's pretty much it Instagram and my website um, is where you'll find me so yeah awesome well everyone definitely go check out Marcus's stuff on Instagram and on his website I can vouch for it there's some really cool work out there see it for yourself that way you don't have to just rely on our word um, but yeah thanks again for being on the show man I really appreciate it thank you thank you yeah take care That was Marcus Maddox. I think that was a super interesting conversation just because we talked about, you know, a wide breadth of things, everything from photography itself and what escapism truly means within it and the broader sense in a general artistic and philosophical worldview of the escapism. 
And we also touched on escapism in the more general sense as an artist and kind of what that means and the grander philosophy of it. Because as artists, we're always creating and we're always pushing content. And sometimes we're not sure, does the line get blurred between who we create it for or are we really just creating it ourselves? I think my favorite part of what I touched on with Marcus in the interview was kind of coming to the realization that escapism can take on a little bit of duality and that it's okay for an artist to sort of escape as well as show a viewer an escape through their own eyes and through their own lens. Because once again, you may not see something the same way as the person next to you, but if they make something artistic out of it, you suddenly have a window. I have a slight connection to those kind of DIY underground music scenes, kind of like I was telling Marcus with my experiences in Greenville. I made a documentary about it called Spaz Out, about Spaz Fest, which is, again, a very punk DIY music festival that has grown and evolved over the years. But again, it started out in a warehouse, and it was people just trying to make music for their community, nothing more. It wasn't about getting big. It wasn't about blowing up and you know taking over the world with a world tour. It was literally about doing something special for that town and it really sounds like marcus has touched on something special happening in nashville and may we all be so lucky as to experience some sort of special music or artistic communal deal just like that wherever we find ourselves i don't know i think that's kind of powerful Anyway, thanks again for listening to today's episode. Once again, episode 11 of How We Human. Keep tuned in. Keep supporting. That's how we keep making this thing happen. If you're so inclined, check us out on Twitter at How We Human Pod. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next episode of How We Human. See you then.